Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Jarmo Castro, and I am your host. Yep, I'm back. <laughs> Taking some breaks. Not the thing that I wanted to do, obviously, but um, sometimes you just need a little breather. School's kind of weird right now. Um, this is the second half of my freshman year, and huh, I decided to take all the worst, hardest classes at this very moment. I'm talking an English class where you have uh, the whole point of the class is writing two papers. Um, I'm working on one right now where I'm going to be writing about um, alt-right, right-wing extremism groups. And then I have to write one about advocacy. So... I don't know what I'm going to do with that one yet. I'm also taking psychology right now. That's a fun one. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm taking a class called Weather Impacts and Preparedness as well. And uh, I have a lot of lectures to watch and worksheets to go with that and quizzes. And at the end of this, I have to write a paper about a storm. So that's fun. Um, what other class? I'm taking philosophy right now. So we all know how that one is. <laughs> if you haven't taken it, <laughs> oh boy. It's so much work. It's like a lot of reading and things I don't understand. But hopefully one day I will understand. But uh, for right now, it's going to be a no for me. (laughs) And then finally, the other class that I am taking right now is an art class. And I also have to write a paper for that. Oh, I have to write a paper for, for my philosophy class too. So this is like two English papers, a philosophy paper that's three, a paper... That's five papers that I have to write this semester. Um, so last semester, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> when all those people say they have to write papers in college, that's, that's so funny because that's never going to happen to me. One semester later, it happens. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that sucks. So don't go to college. I actually... Do go to college. Um, college is a scam, but college is worth it, I guess. You get a degree. It looks kind of cool. Maybe. I don't know. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about school. Um, I did an episode about that a while ago. Today we're talking about how U.S. soccer is problematic and has been problematic for a long time. Now, if you have been paying attention recently... Um, There's a dude named Seth Yan, I believe, is um, what his name is. Yeah, he's not a good person. Um, He basically went on a six-minute racist rant. um, The other day. On Saturday, I believe. And we're going to talk about that today. And um, that's that's what I'm going to talk about. What he said, what other people said, um, and what needs to change. So without further ado, we're going to hear a beautiful commercial from yours truly about today's sponsor, Anchor. Then we're going to jump right into the episode. So let's hear that beautiful, beautiful, very beautiful ad read. 
Hey everyone, it's Gianna Valcastro from the Women's Sports Matter podcast, and today I'm going to be discussing the sponsor of this show, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. (laughs) Beautiful ad read once again. Always have to bring it up because it's the only thing that keeps my ego running. Just kidding. I don't have an ego. Or if I if I did, mm, I don't have an ego. <laughs> okay, let's just get into it. So basically, what we're here to talk about today is um, the, uh, the athlete council, Seth Yan and U.S. Soccer. U.S. Soccer, everyone. Whoop! I was uh, I was having a conversation with my cousin over the weekend. We both follow um, the U.S. Women's National Team. I'm big into sports, so obviously, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this stuff. And when I when anything happens in U.S. soccer specifically, I will always find a way to go and tell her. Um, but when I saw on Twitter, I don't know who the the tweet was from, but there was the video of him, Seth Yan, basically going on a six minute. Racist rant, as the people of Twitter like to call it, about um, slavery and um, kneeling. Uh, first, I want to go back to um, Colin Kaepernick, who is the the one that started all of this. Um, and this is like a positive started all this. Like, it's not, I'm not being like, yo, it's your fault for doing all of this and wreaking havoc. Um, no, it's a very positive, let's go back and look to who did this. Um, so Colin Kaepernick, uh, decided, um, well, was contemplating, you know, should I kneel? And this was back in 2016, but, uh, an army veteran told Kaepernick, suggested to him that he should do it. And... Kaepernick said the the kneeling wasn't because of the military. He was kneeling as an act of protest against system systemic racism and police brutality. And everyone knows that. In fact, I have not seen or heard of a player saying they were kneeling because of the military. Have you? Because I haven't. I have no idea. Honestly. If anyone has ever done that. Or said they were doing it because of that. Um, All the players that have kneeled, you know, were doing it because of police brutality. And um, systemic racism. It's never been against the military, and people keep bringing it back up that it is. Um, 
so um, this is what Seth had to say. This is a direct quote from him. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to ruffle some feathers with what I'm about to say, especially given the athlete's council that I'm in, on. But given the evolution of our quote-unquote progressive culture, where everything offends everybody, those willing to take a knee for our anthem don't care about defending half of our country, and when they do so, then I don't have to much concern in also exercising my First Amendment right. Does that make any sense, everyone? Because it doesn't to me. Listen, I think the most important thing here when it comes to talking about kneeling is to go back, look at um, who did it first, and say, why did you do that? And then research more upon that. So the whole reason he started doing this is because of policy 604-1, which is a policy requiring athletes to stand for the national anthem um, in U.S. soccer. And um, this policy was first started after U.S. women's national team forward Megan Rapino kneeled um, in a game before a game in 2016. So it's been it's been five years, and they finally decided they were gonna um, see if they were gonna repeal this. Overall, at the end of this meeting, about seventy one percent of the people voting in the U.S. Soccer Federation's athletes council voted to repeal the policy. So, um, yeah, good for them on doing that. But U.S. Soccer is still overwhelmingly problematic. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't take just this to, to do that. We have the whole equal pay thing. We have them putting this policy in place, um, policy 604-1, the one that I'm talking about. Ooh, yikes. But wait, guys, there's more. Okay. So there was a statement issued, um, you know, at, at first before um, uh, they decided that eventually going to vote him off the council. And, um, um, and I always like to say I'm on this podcast because I, I don't, I don't think. Yep, I don't think. But basically what happened here is that there was a statement out first and all the athletes that are on this council put it out. So we have players like Crystal Dunn, Becky Sauerbrunn, all the people within that council putting out the statement. I'm trying to, I'm looking on Twitter for it. You could give me a second to find it. Um. Let's see here. The athlete council advocates for freedom of expression, which is why we are pleased that policy 604-604-1 was repealed. We would like to publicly state 
that the comments made by Seth Yan during the AGM regarding policy 604-1 moved beyond a difference of opinion on policy and into disinformation and offensive rhetoric. These comments and views are his and not shared by the council. Under no circumstances do we, the Athlete Council, support discrimination or hate speech of any kind. The Athlete Council stands firmly behind communities of color and will do everything possible to help combat entrenched racism and unconscious bias to improve racial equity in the athletic community. So, they did that. But that's not enough. So this was like... Um, that's not good enough, but, uh, but wait, there's more. So they actually did vote to to kick him off. And, um, so this actually happened, I think it was yesterday. So Sunday, not Saturday. And I'm going to read the statement now about, um, them removing him. Today, the Athletes Council voted to remove Seth Yan from the Athletes Council effective immediately for violation of the United States Soccer Federation's prohibited conduct policy. Pursuant to the Athletes Council governing policies and procedures, any Athletes Council member is subject to removal for violation of the prohibited conduct policy as determined by a two-third vote of the remaining members. The Athletes Council determined that Mr. Yan violated the prohibited conduct policy section on harassment, which prohibits racial and other harassment based upon a person's protected status, parentheses, race, including any verbal act in which race is used or implied in a manner which would make a reasonable person uncomfortable. The Athletes Council does not tolerate this type of language and finds it incompatible, sorry, little brain fart there, with membership on the council. While the council understands that each person has a right to his or her own opinion, there are certain opinions that go beyond the realm of what is appropriate or acceptable. The council wants to be unequivocal in its condemnation. Uh, condemnation. Uh, how do you say that word? I don't know. Uh, the statements that Mr. Yan made yesterday both on the floor of the National Council and what he posted on Twitter later in the day, as well as similar statements he made in the past, which is why it voted to remove him as a member of the council effective immediately. Now, at the end, there is a little thing where it says about his ap- apology well, or the statement um, that he put on Twitter. So I'm also going to read that, but before I do, so I'm going to catch my breath. Um, it, it's unacceptable to even let him talk for six minutes. Once you hear him starting to do the thing and once you hear him violating the prohibited conduct policy, that is when you stop him. You don't give him that six minutes of airtime. If he did something wrong right away, you need to fix it. Or there's gonna be repercussions. So, 
So I am going to I'm typing something on my computer because I can't type and talk at the same time. Um, so let's let's find Mr. Yam's tweet. That is so bad. On so many levels. What did I tell myself? I was gonna stop singing on this podcast. Oh boy. I was I'm looking at his tweets from yesterday and it's so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> no. So Yeah. But let's read what he has to say. His tweet the only words that he has before he shows his little um, notes app apology, which everyone knows if you post a notes app apology, shit is about to go down in a bad way. Not, not in a good way. In a really bad way. But this is what he had to say. And I can't believe I'm going to read all of this, but I want to talk about this because it's so bad of what he did. Um... So let's let's get into this because this is a yeah this is this is so good just kidding it's really bad I want to state that my positions are in no way representative of U.S. soccer or the U.S. national extended teams slash USPNT. I will never apologize for the statements I made and will never bow down to the mob mentality of intimidation, bullying, or the social media warriors' Gestapo tactics. Let's stop right there. I will never bow down to the mob mentality of intimidation, bullying, or the social media warriors' Gestapo tactics. This guy is not willing to admit that he is wrong. Plain and simple. Like, you did violate something. So, that's you did something wrong. Um, but, I, I always tell people, especially my sister, because she doesn't like admitting to some things recently. Um, admitting to things is okay. Like, you should do it. If you did something wrong, say that you did it. Or else you're gonna, you're gonna hurt so many people. Um, and that's plain and simple, man. Just, just, this is not okay. Like, this opening statement is not, not good. But whatever. I'm embarrassed to represent a hypocritical federation that conducts a complete assault on diversity of thought without even seeking clarifying statements from me in their smear campaign. Let's talk about this. U.S. soccer did not say a thing. The athletes council members did. And you don't represent (laughs) a federation anymore. So, um... That's fun, right? Right. 
And the clarifying remarks or, or statements, how do you clarify that? How can you clarify this? Um... This is what he said um, when he tried to downplay black slavery in, in America's history. I keep hearing how our country was founded on the backs of slaves, even though approximately only 8% of the entire population even owned slaves. Every race in the history of mankind has been enslaved by another demographic at some point in time. Blacks have been enslaved. Hispanics have been enslaved. Asians most recently in the freaking 20th century have been enslaved. Natives have been enslaved. Whites have been enslaved. Shoot, I lived in Africa for two and a half years where I could purchase people, slaves, between the price of 300 and 800 per person per head, depending on their age, health, and physicality. Where were the social justice warriors and the news journalists there to bring their ruminations to these real atrocities? And yet, in all of history, only one country has fought to abolish slavery, the United States of America, where nearly 400,000 men died to fight for the abolishment of slavery underneath the same stars and bars that our athletes take a kneel for. Their sacrifice is tainted with every knee that touches the ground. Again, let's go back to what I said earlier, kneeling um, during the national anthem is about systemic racism and police brutality. It has nothing to do with the military. Maybe he should get some clarifying statements from people that kneel. Does that make sense? I hope so. But talking about slavery in other countries and then comparing it back to America, let's be honest with ourselves. America did not want to have the Emancipation Proclamation at all. Americans, back in the 1800s, wanted slaves. They wanted slaves. They did not want to get rid of them. In fact, if I'm doing, like I said before, I'm doing the project on conservatives, alt-rights, right-wingers. There's a thing called, I believe it's the Kansas, Missouri, or ne the Kansas-Nebraska Act. The Kansas-Nebraska Act was an 1854 bill that mandated popular, oh boy, this is a word, sovereignty allowing settlers of a territory to decide whether slavery would be allowed within a new state's borders. And guess what happened with that? Kansas became a slave state. Nebraska became a free state. And this was repealing, I believe, the Missouri Compromise. That's what I wanted. Uh-huh. In an effort to preserve the balance of power in Congress between slave and free states, the Missouri Compromise was passed in 1820, admitting Missouri as a slave state and Maine as a free state. But this also made the free states return all the slaves to the South. So Americans wanted to have slaves. They never wanted to give them up. 
And <clears throat> I don't know if people remember that. Or if they need a clarifying statements on that. Ooh, like this makes me mad. Like, why do people think like this? It's just, huh. It doesn't make sense. And then, um, the Missouri Compromise ended up making uh, tension between the North and the South even worse, and uh, that that kind of started the Civil War. Um, so yeah, that's a little history lesson, I guess. But let's continue reading this awful man statement. I'm embarrassed at the cowardice of so-called friends who bent over to the mob, knowing very well the quality of my character in order to preserve their own image. The overwhelming, overwhelmingly support I received from a number of people within the Federation compared to the 30-plus death threats I received from the insignificant rabid keyboard warriors are appreciated by employer to speak publicly in your support in the future for those bold enough to challenge the status quo and not just privately. Death threats are never okay, and I hope people understand that. Death threats are never okay. Cool. I'm glad we all agree. Um, and also to, to the people, to the so-called friends, um, if they thought like that, they would say it, I think, because um, I feel like people on the right are more likely to speak their mind. Um, and especially with the, the same, they use the same words. Um, mob. He's used the word mob a few times. Uh, Gestapo. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, cowardice. Um, you know, just like those kinds of words are very repetitive. But whatever. Nothing I said was racist, and I've done more for people of color all over this planet at risk of my own life throughout the entirety of my 17-year career than the entire Athletes Council has done cumulatively, because I can I know how to pronounce words, and I will continue to do so. This is like when people say that Trump did more for black people than any other president ever. I don't really believe that. And I'm just going to leave it at that. The one point I will clarify is that when I stated that a small percentage of people in our country who were responsible for the terrors of slavery hundreds of years ago, of which 400,000 plus men died to abolish under our nation's flag, I was no way minimizing the horrors of slavery. I was simply illuminating the misplaced rage and squandered opportunities to bring to light the tens of millions of people who are enslaved today. More so than any point in our history. I think we know that their countries still allow slavery. And in fact, the United States also still allows slavery. And you may be like, Gianna, that doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? It's called the prison system. That is slavery. 
Do people realize that? Like, the prison system. Prison labor in America. Let's talk about the 13th Amendment. Again, another <sighs> good history lesson. The 13th Amendment forbade slavery and involuntary servitude, except as punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. Why is that allowed? That doesn't make sense. And if you don't know what that means, of what I just said, incarcerated persons have no constitutional rights in this arena. They can be forced to work as punishment for their crimes. And I'm reading the, uh, the Atlantic article, which is titled American Slavery Reinvented. That's from 2015. So, you want to talk about slavery? Let's talk about slavery. Yes, it's happening in other countries, but it's still happening here. Slavery is not abolished. Slavery is happening in America, and it needs to stop. Incarcerated people don't have rights. And when incarcerated people leave the prison system, um, and they're finally set free, they don't have the right to vote in most places. And that's also another thing. Does that just strip them of being free? Like, I get not being able to ever own a gun again or to have a driver's license, but voting? That's what you're going to take away? Okay. Whatever. Actually, you know what? Not whatever. That isn't okay. And... I, it makes me mad. I just, I get so frustrated. I'm literally like... I'm so, so, so over the United States. So over it. Oh my God. Like, uh, people forget that prisoners are people too. And some prisoners are in there for the dumbest of, of things or they're wrongly convicted. That's another thing, too. The U.S. prison system is so bad on so many levels. But I'm just going to stop right there before I get mad. I'm going to read this loser's continued apology. Quote-unquote apology. Um, persecuted people who I readily put my life on the line to recover from the... What is this word? Predacious dregs who prey on them? I don't know. I welcome any and all respectful debates 
void of emotion and will gladly have an open dialogue publicly within anyone who is brave enough to place unwarranted labels on me from the safety of their mobile device. He ends with a peace sign emoji, the American flag, and a hashtag can't cancel the truth. Well, I feel like I just canceled his truth by talking about all the stuff that he failed to clarify and to bring up more stuff. His DMs are open. Should Should I message him? Do I give him the platform? This dude's profile pic is something else. But his header is actually very cool. Um, first of all, Mr. Seth Dian, I would like to say thank you for your service. Because I know that you did serve um, in the Army. So I would like to say thank you for your service. My grandfather served in Vietnam. Um, and his brothers have served in other wars as well. And I do have relatives from both sides of my family who do... Um, serve in the military, uh, whatever branch they may be, may be in. Um, so I do respect that. But um, Seth, if you're listening or if you ever read my message, you know what? I will give you the platform to come on here and to, to talk. Because <laughs> like I did with Mr. Zach Bernhard in my branching out episode, Um, I do like talking with people about this stuff and not getting on a yelling match, but just to go, this is the first time I'm reacting and sitting down and looking at it. So I am like this, but, um, I'm open to conversation, but before I end this episode, I would like to say, um, big shout out to the athletes council for doing the right thing. And yeah, that's about it. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is John Castro, and I am your host. You can follow me on Twitter at WSM Podcast, on Instagram, Women's Sports Matter, and I have a YouTube channel, the Women's Sports Matter podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're in a pandemic, so make sure you wear a mask, wash your hands, and social distance when you can. See you next time, everyone. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, so, yeah. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a nice rest of your day. That's all, folks. See you next time. Bye.